Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, a grated boy and a birthday boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a man who masquerades as having a job so he can watch NHL games all day, and a man who's following the only team in the NHL who's still to concede any goals. Well, every human, Will, how are you doing? Loving this uh, undefeated life, Dan. I could, I could get very much used to it. It's amazing, man. If I'd have told you two seasons ago that by the 2020-21 season you'd been to January and the Stars had still be undefeated, <laughs> you wouldn't have believed it, would you? Haven't, yeah, haven't conceded a goal, undefeated. Yeah, we're, well into January now. We've got we get, we're what, a few weeks away from the trade deadline. All without you know, uh, without Tyler Sagan, without Ben Bishop. Hell, even Haskinen and Klingberg haven't played a game yet. So yeah, the the stuff it's just crazy stuff. America. It is. I mean, how you know how quickly fortunes turn around for a team that was labelled as horseshit. I mean, the, the turnaround has been quite quite remarkable to to go undefeated up until this point in the season. I think I, I, in all seriousness, I love I love how we didn't even get through the first game of the season without a team being shut down for COVID. <laughs> We, we didn't even get to open a night. We are already, we're a week in and we're already like, oh, the schedule's a bit fucked, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just a, just a little bit. Love it. And then, and then it's the amazing. Be- the beauty on top of it, the Stars aren't even bottom in their division. Like, obviously because of goal difference and stuff. But it just, it just makes things look, look beautiful. It was like the end of the season last year, like looking at the standings made me so happy. Because it was nonsense. It was utter nonsense. And, and we've started the season in, in the same... Uh, same same light. I love it. Not only that as well, The I think the good thing about the Stars' undefeated season is you can also claim now that you have the best goalie tandem in the league. I mean, it's it's there's no debate now. Again, even You know, without, Bishop and, without, uh, and Dobby are just unbelievable. Well, it's, it's, it's Dobby, Dobby and Anora, isn't it? Jay Cottinger. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's really stepped up, Jay, Jay Cottinger. I mean, for a rookie goalie, again, to get what? Into the last week of January, really, hasn't conceded a single goal. Um, you gotta be, gotta be the front runner for the Calder, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, somehow he's up for the Calder and the Heart and everything else. It's just, he's gonna win all the awards. They're gonna. It's, it's like um, <laughs> like when they wanted to give both uh, Murray and Flurry the um, the oh, yeah. a few years ago, but they're gonna do that with all of the trophies for for Hudobin and Ottinger. Yeah, mate. I am buzzing for the show. Shout out to Paul Campbell last night as well, who was on the money straight away. You guys are buzzing for this. And as you mentioned, we're, couldn't even, we couldn't even get one game done before COVID protocols and all that shit reared its ugly head. And it's already causing a bit of chaos. But we've been talking about this for ages. What's going to happen when a team breaks the rules? Step forward, the Washington Capitals and th- four of its... Eastern European contingent. I'm not going to just label the country because I feel that's a bit, maybe a bit racist and a bit unfair. Is is that but, is that true? Because last I'd heard, it, last I'd seen was just you know all oh, the capitals, some capitals players like no one, no one had been named and shamed. Oh no, I got names. I got names. Fucking oh, Danny Insider over here. I got names, mate. <laughs> oh, but, okay, so is is that just putting two and two together because the four of them are on? on the COVID protocol list, or is that actually been... Yes. Yeah, yeah, but it must be. It must be. And then Ovi, Ovi's released a statement, hasn't he? Saying, Has he I regret my choices. Yeah, Ovi released a statement saying, I regret my choices. I shouldn't... Basically, it's just, it's kind of fluff, but, you know, what else is he going to say? You know, it's basically, I regret my choices. I shouldn't have met with these people. Um, I'll do better in the future, kind of thing. Yeah, you, so it's Kuzi or Love. 
uh, <laughs> and over. He should have come out the other way, been like, "Nah, don't regret a thing. It's a pandemic. They're all uh, all crisis actors." Um, Watch me, watch my, watch my show on Infowars.com later today, uh, where I will, I will debunk all the COVID myths. I will not be wearing a mask <laughs> to, to games. Before you know it, it's on about steel beams, and he's like, Building 7, follow the money! <laughs> I feel, Shit, I feel like always a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Alright, not to pull an NHL and get too detracted before, um, before we even start. I feel like being a nine eleven truther is a little bit more acceptable than being a COVID truther nowadays, like, or at least more. Oh, I don't common. know. I don't know. I I think. Oh fucking! Like, here we go down the fucking <laughs> like you say. We are basically the NHL. We start with a run sheet every week, and always within five minutes, we're off talking about fucking unicorns or He Man or something. Right. I, th- I think they're two of the subjects we haven't actually covered. To be fair, but it's a fair point. It's a fair point. We could side. though. Yeah, we we could at some point. I think I I I think you you're either one of those people. There's three groups. You're either one of those people who is just all in on conspiracy theories. No, it's all like this fucking Zionist or aliens or big government in. keeping everyone down. Can you believe all of it? Reptilians or yeah, reptilians like crab people, all that shit. Or you'll be one of those people who just says, no, it's Occam's razor. Whatever happened is what happened. It's just very simple. Don't be ridiculous. The, the, you know, like the, the truth is, is always told to us. I believe everything I read. I believe everything I'm told by the news and the media. There's no conspiracies. Don't be stupid. And then there is the group in the middle, which is kind of me, which is, yeah, some things in here do seem dodgy. I don't get why these things are happening. I don't understand this. I don't know what's happening, but I know that that seems wrong. But that's kind of the camp I'm in. And I th- I think I think if you're like a 9-11 truther or a COVID truther, I think just being in that camp, people will just give you sort of, you know, the stink eye or sort of short, sharp shrift and just be like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about, you idiot? Because I think those people go too far with it, don't they? Whereas I'm on the I'm on the side of okay. COVID is a thing, but there are things around it and the decisions made by governments that have been a bit weird. And I'm the same like with 9-11. I'm like, okay, clearly those planes crashed into those buildings, but there are other things about it that just make me seem a little bit odd. I'm not quite sure. Like the Pentagon thing, there's no definitive proof that a plane crashed into the Pentagon because like it's it's the most like one of the most guarded buildings in the world. It's one of the most sort of fortified secure buildings in the world there's cameras all around there yet there's not one picture of a plane anywhere near the pentagon anywhere ever and it just seems a bit like oh it's a bit something there's something and i don't know what it is but there's something and i think that i'm I'm kind of that way with covid the virus is real but there are things around it that make me feel a little bit "Mm, that's a bit odd why has that happened kind of thing but yeah yeah i'm with you i'd love it if of you just came out and said yeah i don't regret a thing we're getting it now to get it out of the way. Now we've got it. Now we're all superhuman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's going herd immunity. Yeah, the caps are herd immunity. We don't, we don't care now. We're actually going to use it as a as a tactic in our games uh, and just reduce social distancing. We're going to try and spread it around the league and hope that uh, hope that all the other teams in our division catch it at the most inopportune time. <laughs> That's what it is. They need. To, they should have given it. They should have given it to a taxi squad guy, not told anybody. And then bring him out for like a crunch game. So like the last game of the season against the Penguins or something, and it's win and you're in. 
and they just bring out a taxi squad guy and you just have him start kissing all the Penguins players and they just start all getting the virus immediately, <laughs> going that, down like, that, like... That's the way to do it. Coughing on blood and shit. Because then yeah, we're going yeah, to sure. run out of runway because how much... Like, if we get a COVID outbreak in the playoffs, what are they going to do? Because That's the one. Because you're going to run out of space to to actually re- reshuffle the games and stuff because the Olympics started and then the knock-on into 21-22. But... Um, yeah, that, that's the one to do it. Get get someone to give it Sidney Crosby for the playoffs. Then he's out of the playoffs. Bish bash bosh. Easy easy run to the final. That is it, isn't it? What because because okay, we'll we'll do that. We'll finish the caps. We'll finish the caps things first. Because before I get on to uh, the Carolina uh, Nashville series being cancelled, I get the feeling that you say that you're not happy with this because they got fined a hundred grand. You said on Twitter that you were kind of not happy about that straight away. Yeah. Because I, I was trying to find, I was trying to find the article, but of course I can't find it. Because why would I be able to attribute my opinions to actual hard evidence? But it was <laughs> the, the NHL said if you break COVID protocols, you are banned for the season. Did they not? I, I didn't dream. They did. That. They did. But there is also some literature out there, and if, and again, I'm going to do the same thing you just did. There is some literature out there, and I I did see a screenshot of it last night from the official NHL people that said it could be bannings fines loss of draft picks all that kind of thing so i think because in a, in a situation like this i think it's tough because you also don't want to completely fuck over your league to where it becomes a joke and i know we t- i know we talk about the money all the time and it shouldn't matter but it does matter there's four players involved say there's eight players involved you immediately ban those eight players for the season. It then suddenly makes it a bit of a joke. Like you're playing the Washington Capitals under 11's second six kind of thing. And then it becomes a bit of a, I mean, what even are we doing here? So I'm kind of like, 100 grand is not, not nothing to be sniffed at. That's a, that is a chunk of change in anyone's money. But then, what, And sorry, for those sorry. players to be outed as well, I think that's enough for a first time, okay, the league is on notice, like we're not messing about, but it happens again, you know, then obviously it ramps up. I think I'll be okay with that. I, I just think, so hundred obviously 100 grand is a, is a big, it's a big sum of money. It's more than like two grand fine for diving or whatever, or fucking seven grand fine for chopping Sean Couturier's head off. Like, I think that's all, that's <laughs> better than nothing. But what, what are the specifics of that fine? Is that fine going to... Ted Leonsis and he's gonna flick you know the the lint from his from his wallet at somebody and say, Oh look, there's hundred grand, there you go, I'll pay that easy. Or he, even if it's split between the four players, even for Samsonov, who's probably making the least money out of a lot of them, I would assume, on a on an ELC, twenty five grand out of nine hundred and twenty five grand. Like I'm it's it is a lot of money, but I think it's about the deterrent, isn't it? Because if it, if I'm if I'm a multi million dollar NHL player now and I'm looking at, oh, Alex Ovechkin, he makes nine mil a year, and he's just got, at worst, a hundred grand fine for not following COVID protocols. I, I'm not going to be deterred to, you know, to, to break the rules myself. I'm not going to straighten up and, and be more alert because I don't want to get a hundred grand fine out of my, out of my, you know, eight figure salary. Even in these times, like I do. It's it's yeah you know, it's it's like I say it's uh, fines are just like you know make laws legal for the rich sort of thing you know it's just it's a fee 
to break. It's not a fine. It's a fee to break the COVID protocols. And I, I do agree. Yeah, if we end up now a week into the season with Alex Ovechkin, Dmitry Orlov, Ilya Samsonov, and Evgeny Kuznetsov being banned for the season, not insignificant players for the Capitals, that is almost almost certainly going to cause them to be out of the playoffs. And yeah, to an extent, make a make them a second rate joke team, if you will, to to use your words. But I still think, like fucking hell, man! Like you've got a. If we want to take this seriously, and and we're talking about the league being taken as a joke, I think there's an element that if you don't appropriately punish players for breaking COVID protocol, then you're going to be seen as more of a joke than if Alex Ovechkin misses the season for breaking the rules. I do like to. I feel like I've said before. I have to play contrarian on here. It is odd, though, right? Those players. I I didn't realize. I didn't realize that those players would be in that bubble but also within that bubble there are rules about your own bubble in the bubble because the it, the the thing is is that those four players were together in a hotel room now that's weird that that's a punishable offense in my opinion because they sit next to each other on the bench are they sat two meters apart on charter planes or yep. if they get a coach from here to there i reckon i reckon they must be I, like they must be, but then you're playing a game. Like we said before, you're you're playing a game where you're crashing into each other, the scrums and everything all the time. So in my opinion, it was okay if those players are in their team bubble, then they can mix. Like in the like in the basically in the bubbles, you can mix in your bubble, and that's okay. I find it odd that those players are allowed to be close in one scenario, but not allowed to be close in another scenario, even if they stay within their own team. Now. So I think I think maybe that's why it's not a ban hammer, okay, straight away. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, if TJ Oshie's down the local fucking strip joint enjoying some chicken wings, that's a different story, you know? I mean, like, <laughs> then it's kind of a, now hang on a minute, what the fuck is this? But I think those players just being in each other's hotel room, I think as a one, as like a kind of, okay, we'll put in a stake in the ground here, this is our marker, We'll let you off kind of on this one. You're gonna because they're still gonna miss games, so the caps are still being punished that way. And they've just lost two in a row to the pens after having a decent start. So they kind of feel like, oh god, now we've got like two of our best players also not playing. And now we've got to try and kind of get some wins back under our belt. I, I think it's okay. It's like a first time, okay, don't do it again, because next time there'll be big trouble. I think I think that's the question. So like if the NHL postpones these games against the Sabres at the weekend, that's going to be an utter joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree on that. I agree on I that I think completely. they have they have to make the Capitals play these games. They absolutely Yeah, they have to. to. But how, how long would they be would they be free for um Tuesday at the Islanders? Next Tuesday? I d I, I don't I mean, know. I'm assuming that... I'm assuming one strong COVID protocol, it's you've got to clear so many tests. Mm. And if they clear those tests, that's okay. But then it's not like they tested positive, though. Is the thing like? Yeah, that's true. And they, and they haven't. It's not even like they've had a uh, like a track track and trace thing. They've just broken the rules. They were socialising. So, I think I think you're right. They should be treated as if they've come in contact with someone with COVID. But I'm not sure whether they will be because it's a different situation. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Say, and, yeah, because normally COVID protocol is you have to quarantine for 14 days. Mm. So if they're on the COVID protocol list, then to me, that means, well, now you're sitting out for two weeks. 
you're sitting out for the 14 days and then you'll come back and you'll do your test and if you're fine to go you're fine to go it's it's hard so to I'm not sure so the the way i'm seeing it all due respect to the sabers i think that in in the immediate future for fixtures for the caps that those two against the islanders next week are more dangerous for them without ovi and Kuzi and the rest of them yeah but it's a dangerous thing if as the nhl you then start looking at the schedule to sort of decide how long you're keeping players out as a punishment. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, that's a I good think, point. I think, they, I think they should, as a blanket, if you break COVID protocols and then have to go on the on the COVID list, yeah, you should serve a, a full quarantine. If that if that so happens to, to encompass the, those Islanders games as well, fantastic. That's it. That's how you make it more of a deterrent, I think, for these. Yeah, you're right. Like you said, these right. more these more minor discretions. Yeah, minor, minor yeah, minor um, discretions isn't the right word, but whatever. Infractions. Um, infractions. Yeah, yeah. There's a D word that I'm I'm forgetting. But yeah, infractions is is perfect for it. Because yeah, for, for me, I think even though yeah, you're missing a top line left winger, a first line quality center, a top pair in D man, and your goalie basically. I mean, that's I'm, a big loss. It is a, a big, big loss, loss, aren't they? I still think they can beat the Sabres, though. <laughs> Maybe I'm not I mean, yeah, giving the New Look Sabres enough, of, enough credit, but yeah, I still think they can beat the Sabres without them. Like still... as we said before, if I was the uh, if I was in charge of the Penguins, I'd, be, I'd have a private investigator outside that Washington hotel every day. Every day. Uh, who's that coming out of there? That looks like a guy with a disguise, actually. I think that might be... Is that Tom Wilson over there? <laughs> Just start taking pictures. Just start throwing shit around. Maybe some of it'll stick. Who knows? You might get lucky. Hey, that, that's another question to me as well. Like, how was this allowed to happen? Like, if, uh, Yeah, who? how did they find out? If, if how, the, how was this... And, and how like, were they even allowed to get into each other's rooms? Like, if the Bruins were, were posting... Seal Team Six outside of Tyler Sagan's bedroom just to stop him going out to the club. Surely, like we have capacity as NHL teams during a <laughs> pandemic to at least be like, "Now, nah, Ovi, you can't take that enormous bag of gear into Koozie's room. Sorry, <laughs> you're gonna have to do your lines in your own space over Zoom." I swear, I, I would, I wanted to see. I didn't, I. The second this news broke, I did I did put on Twitter like, oh, I'm stunned it's Koozie's one of the rule breakers. <laughs> I wanted to see when we got on the show today, because I wasn't going to say it, how long it took you <laughs> to get from these four being done for COVID to Koozie doing Charlie. <laughs> I knew it was going to come up. Because <laughs> why wouldn't it? Yeah, you're once, yeah, exactly. once a coke fiend, always a coke fiend. I mean, the issue now is that the NHL have just caused an even bigger problem. Because what else is he going to do in his room all day? He's going to go fucking stir crazy. <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be like him, um, Hugh McGregor in train spotting when he starts going cold turkey. <laughs> or, or just the opposite. He's like, right, I was going to save, I was going to save these these tickets for the rest of the rest of the road trip, but I might as well smash them all now. <laughs> fucking sat there like Tony Montana, like just covered in talc, like just talcum powder all over his face. Ah, just going yeah, fucking nuts. Just trying to work out who ratted him out. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's got all the fucking, he's got the, like the uh, the red wool on the wall and stuff, and pins on a pinboard and photographs of people. But, but yeah, but... that's the thing. Like, who ratted them out? Who? Because uh, like you would think. Now, hang on a minute. Is there? Is this an inside job? Is there? See, I knew. I fucking. I love this so much. I knew he'd love this. I, this is the best. Is there somebody on the caps? Somebody on the caps who's asking for more ice time, not been getting it, 
<laughs> so now they're going to are they going to Laviolette saying, I mean, coach, I mean, I, I deserve more ice time. I, I've been practicing well, my numbers are good. And he's going, I, I just can't sight them. I can't at the moment. You're like, OV, like, they, these guys are playing really well. What, what am I supposed to do? He's like, right. <laughs> I fucking know what they've been doing. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this fourth line player is now on the third line because he's been bumped up. It all uh, makes sense. It's, it's blatantly Craig Anderson, isn't it? Blatantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe that's it. Not, mate, I didn't I'm, think of I'm, I'm a veteran NHL goalie, and I'm stuck on this taxi score because some kids out here coming over here with his blooming communist flag, not having it. Get rid of him. Christ. Thank God Don Cherry's not still commentating. Jesus. Jeez Louise. But I can't of... imagine his bloody. Uh... Wow, these goddamn commies. Look at them. Thinking they can do whatever they want. <laughs> Living in their commune. <laughs> yeah. Looking at the Caps taxi squad, they've got three goalies on their taxi squad. To me, that sounds a little what? bit excessive. That's a bit excessive. So, or or is it if you knew, if you, like, in the back of their minds, the coaching staff were like, fucking Samsonov, I bet he's going to pull some shit. I just bet he is. I just know it. And like, yeah, there you go. I feel out of those four, surely we're not labelling Samsonov as, as the ringleader. <laughs> no, well, as we said, we know who the ringleader is already. <laughs> it's, I think it's a combination of uh, of Big Al and Little little Gino. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little Gino. Little Gino. Yeah, mate, that, that's, that's his rap a, name. That's a rough, rough set of, of players to lose, isn't it? Like. It's it's not even like it's like Jack of Verona and Lars Eller or whatever. Like, yeah, that's uh, that's creme de la creme, and I love it. I'm so glad. I, d- I don't want to. I don't want to hear about Daniel Carr breaking COVID protocols. No, I want. I want Ovi. I want whoever. I can't. Any we other. said, didn't we? We did say. We said, yeah. I, I I don't give a shit if some fucking fourth liner for the Panthers breaks it. I, I couldn't care less. Like, give me a megastar. I want to, like I keep saying, I want to see Nathan McKinnon down at the strip club. I want to see Conor McDavid just walking out and about somewhere, doing his own thing, not caring. That's what I want to see, and because then we'll see what the league does. And to be fair, I, like I said, I think the league have handled this right. For that infraction, for being each, in each other's hotel rooms, fair enough, it's against the rules. You can't do it. If it's in the rules and you can't do it, then, you know, no issue with that. But I think for that infraction, I think they got it. I think they got it right. I do. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. Like after hashing it out, I think I'll 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 side with you there. You brought up a good point though, because obviously the obviously the stars have not been playing, and Carolina Nashville game got cancelled, and then more games got cancelled off the back of that. I didn't even think about the playoffs. What no. happens if this is the playoffs? And okay, a team just cannot. I mean, it's it's been happening in the NBA as well, where teams can't even put eight players on a court. They haven't got eight players to play. Mm. What do you do then if... Okay, so yeah, we, you've got a taxi squad, but I mean, COVID is rampant. And say a team's been really secure and really safe the whole way through, has not no issues, not one single player, because there will be teams who get to that point, not one single player, and then the second one player gets it and doesn't know, it's going to go through that squad as fast as anything. And it could go through 16, 17, 18, 19 players. And then before you know it, there's literally no team to put out. And if it's the playoffs, like, yeah, what are you supposed to do then? I don't, I don't know. The, the thing I don't quite understand is how... is For, for me, there have got to be very few select situations where like only a few players end up on the COVID protocol list rather than an entire team. It's got to be like, if you 
because because these these players are so close together all the time, you know, practicing road trips, playing games, obviously. Surely the only time that like a certain player or group of players is going to test positive or be on the track and trace thing, and the rest of the squad isn't, is if they like pick it up at home before coming to a game. That's what I was but, thinking. But but even I then, thinking... surely sorry to to cut you off. Like even even no, then, go on. if you say say you go home one day and you pick it up off your wife who got it from the from the supermarket or whatever. Surely the whole point of a track and trace is like you will have been in contact with those people within the last few days, so you don't necessarily know whether you'd have given it to them anyway. Like it's there's the schedule. Yes, so... but you don't know, dear. Do and that's the thing. I think aside from obviously the players sort of fraternizing with each other in their own hotel rooms, you don't know what your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend. Yes, I'm going to say boyfriend because we know, but whatever <laughs> is is up to when you're not there. So. I'm sure I read somewhere or I heard somewhere that the NHL were saying to the players, can you try and make sure that the people you live with also follow the exact guidance? Because we don't want them giving it to you and then you giving it to everyone else. Which makes sense. So I think that could, yeah, that could happen. That you're, you're essentially saying to your partner, okay, so you now have to live like this because I'm now going to work. And that's fine for the first few months, but... You you get to April or May, and your wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, is going to say one day, you know what? Fuck this! I'm fucking going out. I'm sick of being in. I'm sick of it. I've got to go out. I've got. I'm going to do it. And they could just, without even realizing it, just catch off somebody, and then they've given it to you. You then go for a road trip or something, and that day, and you give it to everybody. I mean, that's the only way I can see it happening. But it is possible. It is possible because we've already, like I said. The NBA is doing the same thing. The NBA is doing like kind of moving bubbles like this, mm. and um, baseball did it last season, in like their last season. But the same thing happened. There were times where teams couldn't even put a squad together because like everyone got it immediately. And I can definitely see it. Ha- I can definitely see that happening. Yeah, I, because I think... you're asking people who are not involved in the game to act like they're involved in the game. Yeah, and and it's it, it, you know, as as. Um... Even the mega rich are the same as like you and I sort of thing. Like say, you know, you can get all your shopping delivered, that's fine, you know, your your hand sanitizing, this, that and the other. You're still gonna have a, a point where you're like, Christ, I need to go to the shop to get something or whatever it is, I need I, I physically need to go out because I require this thing immediately. Whatever it is. I don't know, baby baby nappies or formula or whatever it could be that these that the, the the players' families are gonna need. You can ask your your significant other and your family, whoever you're sharing your bu- bubble with, to lock down as best they can. But it is impossible for anyone to fully lock down properly. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of risk. And that's oh, it's, the season's nuts already, and I just love it. I love it. Fuck it, it's it's so exciting, isn't it? So exciting. I would, just I just hope we get there. Would, you know, I hope we get to the end. Yeah. Yeah, me too. We're, we're definitely going to have, I I firmly believe we're going to have a situation in where it's like win percentage or points percentage because teams just can't fill out. You know, we just we just can't get to the end of games. I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely um, has to be. Absolutely has to be. When you've already got teams who are like four games behind. Like... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then like they're playing every other day. Winnipeg's playing, I think, five games in seven days. So That's if they so went rough. down for a week... Or even ten days. I mean, okay, now you're six games behind, and then it doesn't just affect your games; it affects the other games of the teams you were meant to play. So, how are you meant to fit them in? So, yeah, we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna get there. But it's, you know, we're all prepared for that, and that's fine. But 
I agree. I hope we get to the end, and I hope there's not a, a thing like that in the playoffs. I don't know, part of me hopes it. It's not that I want anyone to get COVID, but yeah, if it just it just be interesting. I want to see how it's how it's resolved because you can't you can't do percentage in the playoffs, can you? I kind of want a team. I want a team to get positive COVID tests, but not get COVID. <laughs> no, no, so we can actually see what would happen. That's not if what that's I'm the best want, way of saying it. I want, I want people to be put on the protocol list. So I want there to be a massive party in. Uh, let's try and think of someone that we haven't already slandered today. I want I want Austin Matthews to have a massive party in his hotel room. Save all broken protocol. <laughs> Nobody's actually got the virus, but because of the AHL's rules, they're like, look, boys, you can't you can't play for for however long, um, and that's yeah. going to mess up the rest of your series. We don't have enough time to play, to make it up. Do, does it end up on like a? Do they shorten certain series to five games or like even three games? Maybe like because. Because what can you do? What whatever happens in at any time, whatever happens at any time, you are going to have a knock-on effect where there's not enough time for a team to finish a series. And but like we said, though, right? That's you're almost benefiting then because if you get if you get put into lockdown because of protocol and you haven't got COVID, so you but but you have to go into lockdown just in case. Suddenly, you get time off to heal up and have a bit of a rest, and then you come back fresh as a daisy for the playoffs, and you just run through teams. <laughs> what if you? Oh, here, here's here's the one. Here's the one. So, so if you break protocol in the playoffs, which has a knock-on effect that means you like would mess up the. Say you would have to quarantine until your series would be over. That's it. See you later. You're knocked out. It's over. Shit. That's yes. that's how you fucking do it, isn't it? Yeah, that is how you do it. Yeah. You're then, right because yeah because you shouldn't people. be allowed to you've broken the rules so sorry at this point now there's nothing else we can do that team get the other team gets a buy sorry that's just how it has to go <laughs> nice. the, the maple, like maple leaves are three up three and oh <laughs> <laughs> going into game four against the canadians <laughs> sorry lads <laughs> that's what you do isn't it any team in the playoffs who goes down three one or three zip you just start sending as many people to that hotel as possible. <laughs> chemical warfare. Everybody. Yeah, chemical warfare. Oh my God, like storming the gates. <laughs> Fucking Matthews and Manor have got pots of boiling oil as like guys are trying to climb up on ladders <laughs> to get to their rooms. Confidence splattering like... <laughs> This is fucking cool. Like it's some kind of zombie movie or That's something. That's what I was thinking, it's like the walk of Yeah. You're just trying to survive till morning. <laughs> We're just gonna make it through the night. <laughs> like rocks drift. But oh, I think I think realistically, just to, to tie a bow around this, there's no way they're not gonna do a, a hard bubble like they did last year for the playoffs. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna, they're have, gonna to. have to because because it worked so well and you know, to to the AHL's credit, it did work really well. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's they're gonna be so tight for time and I, I can't imagine that Batman Daily aren't gonna look at that situation and be like there's no point taking the risk. Yeah, you're right. My last thing on this as well is the the signing of Chara for the Caps was to make sure that because the rumour was the Capitals weren't taking it seriously and they were kind of messing around in the bubble and all that kind of thing. So I'm glad they've got Chara there to steady the ship. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say about that. Not bitter. Let's carry on. Should we, uh, we start the show? I suppose so before we get locked down.
time to be said. Hockey's fucking stupid. The Caps will now probably win their next six games in a row or something. Oh, without a doubt. They'll, they'll rally together yeah. for their fallen brethren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so Win true. it for Ovi. Win it for Ovi. Yeah. They'll be, sk- they'll be skating around holding up o- Ovi and Kuzi's jerseys like that time Neymar got injured for the World Cup. <laughs> and they're acting like he was dead. Let's hold his jersey up in celebration. We'll point to the sky when we score. Guys, he just, he just hurt his knee. He's not dead. Yeah, they'll just, point, they'll just point to the director's box, won't they? <laughs> yeah. As always, we are brought to you and sponsored by the folks at Wave Intel. The season is in full swing, so let Wave Intel show you the way of data. It is paved with beauty and loveliness and information. Wave Intel, online and on Twitter, being smart so you don't have to. Also, check out Three Men and Their Babies podcast. It's brilliantly hosted and produced by yours truly. Look for the blue background or find it under at men underscore babies on Twitter. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And being played while one half of this podcasting team was getting his COVID vaccination. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, well, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Big Danny vaccine over here. Six, oh yes, boys and girls. Six million dollar man over here. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's structurally. I was late for a meeting as I was running to my car. I could hear in my head it was going like that. And then I picked up the car, so it's fine. I'll actually I will say about the vaccine. The only thing that was weird was that that night my arm felt like it had a massive knot in it. And I know sometimes when you get the flu jab, like the flu vaccine or something there, so you might get a bit of stiffness in your arm. I've never had a problem with anything like that. But with the COVID one, like it felt like there was a, like a, it felt like it completely knotted up the muscle in my arm, which was really weird. And woke up next morning, it was fine. But yeah, I've got my other, I've got my next jab in 10 weeks. Then I'll be fully, fully immune. Fucking check you out, mate. Check you out. Yeah. Then I'll be a day walker. (laughs) Be out there like (laughs) licking lampposts. Don't give it a fuck. (laughs) No, you're kidding. I'm flying over to uh, to help the Bruins <laughs> any way I can, <laughs> seeing as they need it at the moment. Because let's get on to our next segment, which is a fantastic one-week overreaction. Let's have an overreaction segment, Will. And I'm going to start brought on by the fact that the Bruins haven't scored a single goal at five on five. Have they not really I don't know if you haven't? Know or not. Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> I mean, I knew, they, I knew they hadn't been doing that well, but... Uh... Jeez Louise. <laughs> Dmitry Filipovich put on a thing that said, "There's, uh, I know we're quite early into this season, but only two teams so far haven't scored at five on five, the Bruins and the Stars. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Uh, That's not good. Not, yeah, not a good team to be paired up with. Mate, and they're, they're coming sixth in the division. That's not, um, it's not, it's not where you want to be, is it? Like I said, it's it's overreaction and everything, but how many times have I got to talk about the Bruins in secondary scoring? How many times? It's insane. I would love to know. I should probably I would I should probably do this. I would love to know the percentages of goals the Bruins have scored since the perfection line started playing that did not involve the perfection line at all. So no secondary assists or primary assists or the goal. How many goals in a percent like have been scored with no involvement at all? Well, I, I reckon it must even be about without them, with twenty percent, like, if that. It's got to be. But I mean, to be isn't isn't Craig Smith's? Uh, there's a lot of injuries, isn't there? Cash is Cash is out. Obviously, Pashnak's out, but that, that sort of attributes to your point. Didn't Craig Smith miss a game or two? Didn't he? Yeah. So the that, funny thing was as well was that Marshand Marshand had his surgery. And it was all kind of, well, is he going to be okay? 
he's been involved in every single goal so far. The dude's fucking amazing. <laughs> like you would like you think he'd not missed he'd not missed any time or had any surgery at all. But but then but I don't know how you fix a secondary scoring problem. I mean, you can just keep trying to find players to put in. And I've said this before, but the Bruins have never, ever, ever been that team that have said, you know what, fuck it. Let's just scrap it all two or three years and we'll just start again. Like the Kings have done. The Kings have just said, right, we've got our cup, that's it. We're just going to scrap everything and just get as many good young players as we can and get them going together and hopefully something will shake out. And in the end, we'll probably be okay or there or thereabouts. The Bruins have never done that. So they've never had like a... You know, it's never a classic, oh, he was a first overall pick. No, it's like they find guys. We mention all the time. Where was Marshan taken? Where was Pasternak taken? Bergeron was taken in the like, middle second round. It's, you know, it's they never just have those players ready to... You know, it's not like the Penguins, like, oh, we draft Crosby, then we draft Malkin or anything like that. It's, you know, they just seem to have to find these players. And I think, you know, they'll be fine. They'll turn it around and everything. But, dude, second year scoring for years and years and years. And it's just insane. They've just never fixed it. And it's, it's not like they haven't had the... The personnel for it, like on paper at the very least, like David Krejci gets a lot of stick, but he's still a decent player. Charlie Coyle, mate, he's a really good player. He's never ever had, and I've given Krejci plenty of shit over the years, but he's never had a right wing, a consistent right winger to play with. He's always had to make guys like they've always had to try and fit guys in, all that kind of thing. And I like Jake DeBrusque, but I think he's a problem sometimes. He's a victim of his own success from when he was younger. And there's only, aside from Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak. He has since he's come into the into the league. Nobody scored more playoff goals for the Bruins than Jake DeBrusque. So he can do it. He's a good player. Just but it's it. just that consistency. One, one three, two. It's not not there. Yeah, for him. he'll go on bursts, and I think the same with Krejci. You know, they'll go on. But and this this off season is going to be interesting because obviously Krejci's money is coming off the books. They're not going to re-sign Kevin Miller. David Backus retained salaries off. That's ten million dollars in an eighty-one and a half million dollar cap. So. They're going to have some money, like Tuka Rask as well, Halak as well. And obviously they'll probably try and re-sign Rask at a lower deal. So they're going to have money to play with. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do because normally in free agency, they just like, <laughs> they've always like, can they just spunked up the wall and done the wrong thing? So, but we'll see. But yeah. like I say, it's over. It's overreaction a weekend, but I'm overreacting. That's that's what it's here for. So what, what what's your actual overreaction? Is it that the Bruins are fucked and they're going to miss playoffs? Yeah, because they can't score at five on five. Yeah, okay. And I think teams are thinking, keep them off the power play, we'll be fine. Especially, like, the perfection line on the power play is insane. It's insane. Because they can just, like, how many times do they do no-look They just do no-look passes all the time. And there's highlights out there of it's, you know, like, all the Bruins no-look passes on the power play that end up leading two goals. And they just seem to, I don't know, they do have a sixth sense with each other, those three. I and mean, like we said before, you've got... You have a it, it is perfection because you've got a sniper, a playmaker, and a two-way forward who were all amazing and all on the same line. So it, that's why it's going to work. But yeah, when it gets to, I think teams just realize that kind of kind of like I think the Leafs and what teams tried to do with the Lightning like last season just don't let them get on the power play and you'll be okay. You can keep him kind of locked down at five on five. And I think teams do that with the Bruins as well. They're kind of working it out. I've got two sort of overreactions because I, I don't know if these these are necessarily fit the criteria if they're outlandish enough. But I Go think on. I think Quinn Hughes will be a Norris finalist. <laughs> yep. That's your overreaction. Easy there, Tiger. There, there Let's go. not say anything we can't take back, eh? And 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 this <laughs> one, this one, Jack Hughes is gonna get heart votes. 
Oh, dude, he's started unbelievable. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Fucking hell, he's been so good. He's been, he's been really good. And I, I reckon I reckon the, the Devils will end up closer to the playoffs than anyone would have pre- predicted. I know it's only early days, but it's a third in the division already. And, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think, I don't know if it'll be a, I don't think it'll be a half finalist. Like, geez, Louise, half finalist at 19 when you're not Conor McDavid. But, like, yeah, I reckon he'll get, he'll get serious heart votes. Yeah, but if he ends up over, a, he's currently over a point per game. So if he ends up over a point per game at the end of the season, he'll absolutely get heart votes because that's what people are going to look at, aren't in, they? In theory, and if they get close not... to the playoffs or sneaking in fourth. Yeah, but Jeff, Jeff Petrie is over a point per game at the moment. Like, let's not, let's not get too crazy about it. I think there are. I do want to remind you the name of this segment was the overreaction segment. Like, this is what this is what I'm saying. Like, what I'm, surely for it to be an overreaction, you have to be reacting to something. And I'm overreacting and I am to the fact that he's Hugh, over a point per game. Both the Hughes kids are doing pretty good. If if I was, you know if I was overreacting, if my overreaction was me saying that, oh, I think, um, I think, <laughs> I I think Tristan Jari is going to win the Vesna. That's. That's just lunacy. That because that's the wrong yeah, that's reaction, reaction to something. Yeah, okay, happening. okay. Right. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Your Jack Hughes one was an overreaction. I like that. That's a good overreaction. Your first overreaction was Quinn Hughes, good defenseman. Okay, <laughs> like still do no shit. A, a good defenseman to, to be a, a Norris finalist. That's why I had two because I was almost the other way around. I thought Jack Hughes getting Nor- getting heart votes wasn't enough of an overreaction. That's why. That's why. I no, that's a together. good overreaction. Well, there you, there you go. No, you right. still just then start. Then just stop having a go at me for having me. a good overreaction. I'm feeling quite attacked right now. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm saying your Jack Hughes overreaction is a. I like that. That's a good one because nobody would think that. And like you said, yeah, we're like six games into the season, and we're already going. Oh, Jack Hughes heart votes. That's good. I like that. Saying Quinn Hughes <laughs> is going to get Norris votes, meaning Quinn Hughes is good. I mean, yeah. No, no, yeah, he he's, he's okay, going to be a finalist. He's going to be in the top three. I'll tell you now. Yeah, no, no I'd, yeah, but then I'd, I'd go with that. I don't think that's an overreaction. I let's, think that's a, let's remember a solid this. take. Let's remember this at the end of the season when Quinn Hughes is blatantly not going to be a Norris finalist. And I can have my day in the sun by saying, see, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> it was an overreaction. <laughs> I told you Quinn Hughes was crap. I told you. And you didn't I told you I'm me. an idiot. I told you. But you didn't believe me. <laughs> You said I was right, and look who looks like a twat now. I mean, if you're Jack Hughes, you don't need much incentive, dear, to get better when you see that Quinn Hughes is fucking tearing the league up and everyone loves him, and it's, oh my God, this guy's awesome. And you're just this kind of guy who's like, oh, do you remember Jack Hughes? Yeah, what happened to that guy? <laughs> what a bust. <laughs> he's yes. in 19. It's, it's, not, it's not even like, oh, nobody, he's just average. It's like, nah, Jack Hughes is fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even just like, he's a passable NHL player. It's like, nah, Jack Hughes is fucking awful. <laughs> Awful. No, nothing to do with the fact that he was hell. he was eighteen and weighed weighed less than I do. Is no good. Well, see now I've said that. Is this an overreaction? Yeah, because we're only we're only five games in. The Oilers are fucked. They're not making the playoffs. They're terrible. I don't care what happened last night. That's just an aberrational result. I don't care they beat the Leafs. That's the kind of thing that happens in hockey. A team is terrible. You expect them to win. Yeah, you expect them to lose. I generally thought the Leafs were going to win about 8-0 last night. I really did. And then, of course, because I think that the Oilers then win. But yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. No. It's classic Oilers all over again. And I'm now at the point, I'm now at the point where I used to I used to find it hilarious when the Leafs didn't win or if they got knocked out because of the overreactions in the media. 
I'm past that now. Like, if they win, yeah, good for you guys. Well done. And I now feel a bit sorry for their fans because their fans do turn up and they love their team and they get behind their team all the time for some reason. I don't know why, but they do. Even though they shouldn't. Even though they should be fucking storming that building every night with pitchforks and fucking burning fucking torches. But, mate, the Oilers are just hilarious. I love, I love going on Oilers Twitter because it's just absolute carnage. It's carnage, and it should be. They have two of the best three players in the world on the same team, and they're so bad. They're so bad. It's Conor McDavid's sixth season, or fifth season, sixth season. And if you just said to him when he got drafted, as being literally the next Crosby, like you are the next guy, you're the one. And if you'd have told him in six seasons, oh yeah, by the way, Conor, you're going to be making $12.5 million a year and you're going to be fucking miserable. He would have laughed in your face. He's like, no way. Come on. Serious? Dude, he must be so miserable. He must be. They're so bad. I, th- I think I've I've passed out your real insane take there by calling Leon Draisaitl one of the three best players in the world. <laughs> Why? Because he ain't. You don't think you don't think last season's heart winner is one of the three best players in the world? Oh, Danny boy, Danny, don't don't <laughs> don't, don't flip flop and suddenly be like, oh yeah, heart trophy. That's that's legitimate. That's a true indicator of a player's actual skill. Okay, so what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got Connor, Leon. Who's who's the third? Who's the third one? I pick McKinnon as my top three. Yeah, okay, that's that's reasonable. Where's where is Nikita Kucherov? He's injured. He's also oh, so suddenly he's not he's not he's not legally a hockey player anymore. Dude, how is he currently one of the three best players in the world if he's not playing? Oh Come mate, on. no, no, we're not we're not fucking we're not not saying <laughs> oh Pele Pele's not the best player any best player ever because he retired. Like he's not a football player anymore. Gretzky's not the best ever because he's not playing anymore. That's a, that's, no, that's a different, different. That's a that's, very no, different. no 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 no. Sorry, if you said to me he's Wayne Gretzky, currently the best hockey player in the world, I'd say no because <laughs> he's not playing. Oh, that's, oh, all right, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hold on. Go get some facts up for my. Uh... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me just let me preface this by saying let me preface this by saying this. I don't think it's an insane take to say that. You think Drysaddle might be better than Kucherov? That's not insane. If you want to go the other way, yeah, I'll listen to that argument as well. But if okay, all right, let's say top five then. Let's say top five. You got to think that Drysaddle is one of the top five players in the league. Let's go top five. Maybe I'll give you top five because I still want. To see okay, what... let's go top because because it's to me it's McDavid and McKinnon. They're one and two all day. Different players, but. If you're going to build a franchise, you are either either taking McDavid or you're taking McKinnon, surely, as your one. Or if you've got one pick, then you're taking one of those two guys. And then, okay, just below them, yeah, you've got players like Kucherov, Dreisaitl. You can maybe throw like Pastak in there. You want to go Hedman, you want to go Vasilevsky, Hellebuck. Yeah, fine. That's fine. Is it, well, and, and you're not even mentioning players like Austin Matthews. Did you yeah. even did you even say Crosby? Like Jack Eichel. Shulk Turier, Mark yeah. Stone, like if you're going to go into that kind of tier, Artemi Panarin, don't know if you've heard of him, like <laughs> Jake Gensel. There's loads of great players out there. Uh, <laughs> I agree, I agree. But if you're an Oilers fan, you've got the last two... Okay, okay. what are you saying about the heart? I understand, I understand. 
like we've said like we said a million times before, I will use stats and anything to back up my argument if I think it will help my argument. So I'm going to use it in this situation because I think it helps. And in two weeks, we'll be arguing about the Hart Trophy and I'll say it's fucking useless and a piece of junk, but whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But if you're the Oilers fans and you've got the two last Hart Trophy winners on your team, two different players, not even the same player, you'd be, they're so furious. They're so furious. And you have got the de facto first or second best player in the world. And... You want to go. You want to go top ten. How many teams have the clearly first or second best player in the world on their team, and then a top five, maybe top ten player? There's 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 one other, and that's the Lightning. That's it. And well, there's I mean, no one else even close, in but, my opinion. But then, for for a period of me- mediocrity with that kind of roster construction, you don't even have to look that far. Well, Christ, actually nowadays you do have to look quite far in the past. But the Penguins between like. 2010 and 2015 were fucking dog average, and they had no, two, I agree. Of the, two of the top yeah, five in the world. Like it, it happens. It happens. It does. No, it does. And we, how, how many times have we talked about the, the Oilers' drafting record and plays they've let go, the one-for-one one jokes, and obviously our saviour, Mr. Chiarelli, the Teflon Don, and all those things. But it's going to, like, every year. Every year. Yeah. And what's going to happen is, what's going to happen is, the Oilers are going to win two games, they're going to look really good, and then they're going to lose the next three and look dog shit. That's what's going to happen. Because they're just... I, I just don't get... It's insane. It's insane that they have those two players on their team. And they've got nothing else. Nothing. So that's my overreaction. They're fucked. They're not making the playoffs. And Connor's going to have another sad summer watching hockey on TV. And and this is in a year where it feels like they've not necessarily solved their problems, but crikey, they've done about as much as you can do within within reason to, to bring in some decent players. Yeah, not that I think bringing I think, in, you know, Carl Turris and Dominic Cahuna is going to, you know, suddenly turn you into like a bona fide Stanley Cup contender sort of thing. But, quickly, there are worse players out there to have brought in to, to sort out your depth depth scoring and stuff. Yeah, it's just, they're my, they're my new, they're my new favourite team I want to see fail. If there's any Oilers fans listening, I am sorry. I'm sorry, but that's just, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's it's just funny. It's funny. I find it hilarious. Is McDavid going to ask... I have to ask this question. I know we talk about it all the time. Is he going to ask for a trade at some point? Is he? Mm. I, don't, I wouldn't say so. I don't think so. It's not very, not very NHL of him, is it? I guess, but... Happen, you think this... Do you know what it is? You think this season as well, this season's worse because if you're a Canadian team, aside from the Sens... Who you should think, yeah, we're gonna, we'll definitely be better than the Sands. You're looking at every other team thinking we're probably a bit better than them. We must be, be, we must be able to beat them. If you're Oilers fans, you must be thinking we're gonna finish above Vancouver and Winnipeg, surely, or Vancouver and Calgary, or Montreal and Vancouver. You'd be looking at like we've only got to beat three other teams to get in. We must do it, surely. Yeah, this is but, it. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's the two extremes. You, probably, you look at the centers and you think, yeah, easy, we're definitely better than them. You look at the Maple Leafs and think, yeah, realistically, probably not better than them. But yeah, all the other five in the middle. Four? Yeah, four in the middle. Right, exclude yourself. You're like, yeah, we should be able to beat them, in theory. But, fucking hell. I don't think they're going to do it. Dude, they've been so bad in a couple of games. So bad. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I keep forgetting who their fucking coach is. It's still Dave Tippett, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, well, and they, like, yeah, I mean, the whole the whole defense and the whole goalie situation, they 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 lose Mike Smith, and then you're basically relying on a guy who is 
mid-level NHL on his absolute best day. That's that's the fucking thing. Like they 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 did well to address like the skaters, like you know bringing in Tyson Barry and shit as well on D and and what we said about the forwards, but they didn't do fucking anything about the goalies. Goalies are a liability. Definitely, you need your goalies. Did you did you see Jake Voracek going off on that reporter? No, I kind of heard whispers about it, something about Voracek <laughs> going going mental. Is he is he moaning about how how I was right and he's actually shit and well overpaid now? It was a there's a, a Philly reporter who has been after Voracek for years, apparently, like years and years. And every time there's something wrong, he will like you. He will bring up Voracek's contract and how it's a massive anchor for this team. And why don't they just trade him and all that kind of stuff? So the reporter asked him a question, and Voracek just Voracek said something basically along the lines of, "Well, it doesn't matter why. So you're going to write shit about me anyway, aren't you? So whatever." So that was, <laughs> and there was a player that there was someone else another player with him on the call and the player did the kind of scrunched up face, wide-eyed, look to the side, kind of, oh shit, here we go, I've walked in on... It's like walking in when your parents are having an argument. You're like, oh, oh, fucking hell, what's going on here? I'll, I'll turn around, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, like Abe Simpson walking into the parlour when Bart works there. Just walks in, <laughs> takes his hat off, turns around, puts it on and walks out. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. You're now making the Minnesota Wild appointment viewing, Will. Oh, apparently. Mate, I, no, I, I, did, I did once and regretted it inf- <laughs> instantly. I mean, I, I just wanted to see this wee Russian kid, Kirill Kaprizov. I wanted to see what he was all about, and uh, I did not see what he was all about. And I was firmly reminded why neither the Anaheim Ducks nor the Minnesota Wild were fucking watching. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> And, and bearing in mind, I had this on. I had this on in the background while I was working, which is usually a recipe for me to watch a hockey game intently for every second of it. But no, I was more. I was more interested in my fucking spreadsheets than this game. Like, you, Jesus never, you never got so much work done before, have you? Yeah, I, know. I, I had a, had a message of uh, commendation from my boss saying you're fucking smashing it today, mate. What's what's the secret? So, well, let me introduce you to a little team. I've never well, I've never seen such detail and concentration put into your work before. Well, let me tell you something, good sir. Have you heard of the Minnesota Wild? And and this is another team that in theory have, have brought in some So in theory, this is a team that should be more interesting to watch this year, or or so I was led to believe. Like Kevin Fiala has apparently finally turned into a good NHL player, allegedly. Obviously I've got Kaprizov, which is fucking great. Uh, I like Mojo, but Marcus Johansson is a good player. Jordan Greenway, uh, you know, there are plenty of good players like Nick Bugstad. I like Nick Bugstad, but fucking hell, like, you're so quickly reminded that that is still the Minnesota Wild and they still haven't got any fucking centres. Uh, they're fucking, like, just boring and shit to watch. Like, fucking hell. Got See, no, I, f- no time I for forgot. It. Yeah, I forgot that their goalie was Cam Talbot as well. I know, should, should have made it even more interesting, but apparently not. <laughs> can't even use, you can't even do that. Yeah. I did like, actually, because uh, Kaprizov was named the first star of the week, and I did, just to give the NHL a little bit of credit, I did like the fact that they are, they are having an NHL first star of the week and then a first star of the week who's done work in the community and that kind of thing. Oh, So really? they're That's kind cool. of, yeah, they're attaching a player. I, so the, the fan was a... Oh god, it was her name was I'm sure it was her name was Brittany something, and I should have written this down really because it's kind of bad that I haven't done. But she was a Minnesota Wild fan, 
and she's been she's a healthcare worker. And I, so I'm not sure if the first star of the week is going to be like a fan of the team of the player who is that first star of the week. It's oh, just coincidence that they're both was, wild yeah. kind of thing. But I like that. I really like that. That's good. And it was a uh, yeah. That's a nice thing. We always like to see those kinds of things. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's uh, if you're going to do something fluffy and and puff piece kind of thing like at least do it for the fans rather than just like patting your own players on the back for saying oh Adam Enrique was working at a soup kitchen for an hour and a half on Saturday well done him isn't he isn't he Mother <laughs> Teresa in a duck's uniform <laughs> I love that he chose Adam Enrique <laughs> it's just because I was looking at the uh, at the, at the duck's uh, depth chart I was like alright Adam Enrique fuck you you're on the <laughs> okay 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 do you think the pucks have been changed? No. The, uh, the tracking pucks are already terrible. So the players have all said, no, these are fucking shit. We don't like them. Had a, so had the NHL have to like, oh, go on. redesign. I had a wee, wee Skype conversation with a friend of the show, Joe. Shout out to Joe. Uh, oh, yeah, shout was, out to Joe. Was, was absolutely... No, I'm not tearing into him. It's not his fault. But <laughs> having a massive go about the fact that we're, we're in 2021. These are pucks that, in theory, have been used throughout the playoffs last year. And... And suddenly we've gotten like a week into the season, five games in, which is you know a tenth of the season effectively, or like one eleventh or whatever. Oh yeah, you're and right. we're suddenly like, oh no, these pucks, these pucks are actually shit. So well, well, fucking, what are you? If they're that bad that you're changing them out, what are we saying about the results of? Of these previous <laughs> games, do you not? Do you know Results what I mean? don't count. Start again. They, what they're going to do is they're going to do a they're going to do scum save. They're going to save, log off, and <laughs> just, just start re- again, restart. But yeah, it, yeah. it's a bit extreme. But I, I think they're they're asked, if I if I'm a if I'm a team if I'm a GM of a team who's had a really bad start. Say I don't know uh, the Boston Bruins. They've had a bad start, haven't they? Um, I've got to be if I'm Don Sweeney. I've got. To... <laughs> You know what? You're gonna to have to repeat <laughs> that. Completely... Yeah, the call dropped. There. No, I swear to God. I didn't even... <laughs> did I you do that? <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Oh, did you? All right, hang on then. <laughs> did you say then? Did you? Did you mention the Bruins then? Is that why? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful, mate. That's... I had no idea. The call just dropped out. All I heard was, "If you're a GM," and then it went quiet. <laughs> That's fucking beautiful. That's beautiful. Just while we've got this. That is mad. <laughs> that's amazing you said the Bruins and you thought I'd hung up the call oh that's so funny that's <laughs> no beautiful. mate I swear to god I swear to god I didn't I wish I had I no, could claim that, that actually because of some, some kind of smarts great, yeah. great comedic timing so if, anyway yeah go on yeah, yeah. see what you're going to say then so if, I, if I'm a GM of a team who's had like a bad start to the season say top of my head uh, the, the Boston Bruins Boston Bruins <laughs> if, uh, if I'm done how between... dare you good sir <laughs> don't don't hang up on me um <laughs> <laughs> if I if I'm John Sweeney, and and suddenly that like Batman's coming out of lilac, that lads we fucked up. We've actually been using fucking shit pucks for these first few games. We're gonna swap them out. I'm I'm fuming. You know what I mean? Because as much as you can say, oh yeah, everyone was playing with the same pucks, you're still looking at them as like the quality of the equipment being provided was not up to NHL standard. And if it's that much of an issue that you're actually having to change it for the rest of the season, that still implies some level of like illegitimacy to the games before being played beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I wonder then, I swear, I swear on a stack of Bibles, this is true. As you were talking, 
I was going to say, whatever team, if, if you hadn't said the Bruins, I was going to say, do you think Jeremy Jacobs put in a phone call and said, you know, hey, Gary, uh, Jezere, just thought I'd check in. These pucks, my uh, my guys don't seem to like, you know, if Marshawn Bergeron, whoever's coming back, is like, oh, coach, these pucks, these pucks are fucking shit. I can't do anything. Like, they don't feel right. You know, Jacobs has got that sway. But I don't know if it's him or maybe a couple of a major market teams, like a you know, like Boston or someone in New York, or if two or three teams have gone to it, or if it's the entire league. I don't know. It is weird that they're just going to now suddenly change the pucks. But if the players don't like them, and it... But then saying that, it's not like it's not like every game's been 1-0 or 2-1. It's like there's been fucking 8 nils and 6-5s, and so it can't be hurting the product that much. And, and maybe I just haven't seen it, but there hasn't been a lot of discourse about, like, oh, there's been loads of weird bounces, like the... The pucks seem to be reacting differently, or whatever. No, there's been nothing out of the ordinary for the start of a season where half the teams haven't played competitive hockey for nine months and stuff like that. Like it was going to be a weird no, start right. to the season anyway. It's not been. I don't think I've seen anyone saying like, "Oh, these pucks are being shit." Clearly, aren't they? And and to circle back to like the initial and seemingly overarching point of this this episode, the NHL looking like a joke to me, like. Surely you had been testing these pucks. How how are these pucks being tested and going through your quality assurance methods or whatever? And then you you give them the okay to start the season, and then suddenly they're shit. Like that's, they're showing that your means testing isn't isn't fit for purpose. Let's not pretend we're surprised by that. Will. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shall I'm, we? I'm surprised by the the willingness to like put your hands up and say, "Yeah, we don't have a fucking clue what we're doing." Let's not be surprised that opening night, the players skate out and they do that thing where, you know, like all the pucks are lined up on the bench and they push them off onto the ice and they're warming up in practice and they start shooting with them, going around, you know, doing the fucking uh, the warm ups and shit. They come off the ice from warm ups and they say, are these pucks different? And an NHL official goes, what? Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. And they go, no, what? Like, yeah, they're different. Don't worry about it. What? And that's it. That's the only notification they get. I, I, like, hit, I could totally believe that. I hit the post on a <laughs> shot in warm up and it just like disintegrated into dust. Is that is that normal? Like, yeah, yeah don't worry are about it. Are these pucks different? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. I could, t- I could totally believe they haven't done any means tested. And, and surely they're being manufactured in the same way that the ones they used in the playoffs were, which didn't have any fucking issues. Like, what, yeah, exactly. what, has, ha- what has happened? What, how have we gotten here? I, j- I, j- I just can't wrap my head around it. I'll tell you what's happened. I'll tell you what's happened. It's either nepotism or some kind of I scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of thing. Either fucking Gaz or Billy know somebody down the road who needs a job and they say... Oh yeah, my boy makes pucks for a living. He's like, all right then, go on then. We'll give, we'll give him the contract instead. So the company's been making them for the past ten years is now out, and now because when a Gaz or Billy's mates like fucking kid needs a job, he's now making the pucks. That's all it'll be. Mate, That's all it is all yeah, the time. I think you've uh, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's like all these fucking bullshit government PPE contracts set up by chocolate companies two days after they open. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? What? What? Fucking hundred pound. <laughs> oh, the gloves are no good. Twenty bill uh, PPE contracts like yeah nothing nothing fishy here boys nothing going on don't worry yeah. about that nothing fishy about this at all i wanted to mention one one thing from a game i saw the other night uh, last night or the night before i'm going to shout out the penguins who scored shorthanded on a five on three which is incredibly rare and i will say yeah if you're um if you're one of the capitals players who was on the ice for that five on three shorty you should be taken to the local square in Washington and flogged because my pet hate, my pet hate 
as a fan of a team is when my team concedes shorthanded goals. I hate it so much. You should never, ever concede a shorthanded goal under any circumstances. I don't care what it is. Maybe, all right, maybe I'll give you, if it's six on four or something at the end of the game and you've pulled your goalie, maybe then if you just fling it down the ice. But dude, conceding shorthanded goals is public flogging's worth, in my opinion. Yeah, it's 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 infuriating because you feel like, oh yeah, you you're meant to be the ones that are scoring. Like, <laughs> obviously, like not only are we going to get back into this game, we're now further behind than when we started. <laughs> Dude, beautiful. I hate them so much. But at least anyway, wasn't, at least thing. wasn't the bees conceding it. You get to get to laugh at the caps. Well, I assume it was Teddy Blue, Teddy Bolt, Teddy Blueger. Blueger hasn't, hasn't he got like four I would different say names or something like that? <laughs> Yeah, Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear, there you go. Yeah, there was the, the assist from Tristan. Did you see the assist as well from Tristan Jarrett? No, I haven't seen any of it. Oh, mate, beautiful, beautiful. Like he was going for a goalie goal, and he just flicked it over every Caps player, and Bluger was already off to the races. It was just, it, and then he scored on a shorty, like on a breakaway, <laughs> which is amazing, on a five-on-three. Well, when you've, when you've got a Hart Trophy candidate in, in net, who can handle the puck like that? It's it's no surprise, really. It's the kind of skill you expect from exactly. a player of that cali- caliber. Exactly. And then and then the next day, the Capitals four players have to go into COVID. Interesting, Will. Like I'm saying, building seven. Follow the money. The clues are there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside job. It's an inside job. All right. Let's talk about Mike Babcock to oh, round out Jesus the show, shall we? Christ, yeah. The news broke after we finished recording last time, and. Um, and oh, just to, just as a public service announcement, ladies and gentlemen, we are now back to our weekly schedule. Hey. I, just, I just sort of put that in there. Fucking hell, as hard as it is, as my wife is here today and my daughter is off school being homeschooled, and I'm sure Will, you're in the same situation as well. And you and you've got a, like another baby on the way in a couple of months. Yes, it's so a little like... bit, a little bit tricky, but we're we're getting. But there. I'll tell you, tell you something, people. This is the this is the drive and determination we have. To bring this show to you, to the masses, for all of you listener out there. <laughs> all one and a half of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, there are people who listen to this show. I still find that just ridiculous. Fucking anyway. Right, real people as well. Yeah, real people. Mike Babcock being hired by NBC was news that was broke after we finished recording last time out. I can see why NBC hired him. He's a well-known name. He's still got like name recognition, especially down in the States. I don't think people in the States probably gave a shit what happened when he was in Toronto because I think he was just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, he's the least coach, whatever. Obviously, us paying more attention to Canadian media, we got bombarded with those stories and shit like that. But I don't think NBC or people in the States really would care about that either. And I'm sure there's still a section of the fan base would think, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? He's just motivating his players. So I kind of don't, you know, I, I, I think it was kind of a, I don't want to say a smart move, but it made sense to me why NBC would have hired him. But then he does an interview with someone in the Athletic. Was it Pierre? Yeah, it's Pierre. Pierre. Yeah, it's always Pierre. And it came out yesterday, and <laughs> color me surprised. Will I'm not sure if you were surprised or not, but old white hockey two hundred hockey man guy doesn't really think he's ever done anything wrong and thinks it's all fine. I think I'm probably exactly the same shade that you are at the moment, Dad. Like it's who. The fact that he accepted a high-profile job before even having like a, a a redemption arc or you know doing the old the old apology tour sort of thing, 
really just shows how little of a shit he gives. How little of a shit he gives. And it's, I think, for him, it's... Not to just go fucking amateur psychologist or anything like that, but, like, the the things that he, he's done are awful and horrible. But I think he's he's of a generation where, like, he would have had that treatment when he was a player, in maybe even in his home life or whatever, like, the kind of verbal abuse that he... And, and, and torment that he put his players and, and members of staff at the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs through is, yeah, in his mind, it's probably just normal behaviour, isn't it? Like, so what, I didn't, I didn't physically assault anyone. I wasn't, I wasn't racist. I wasn't X, Y, and Z. Like, what, I, I was just a, a coach. This is what coaches do. Like, so in, in his mind, I think there's got to be a chance that that's never going to, his mind's never going to change on that. All it's going to do, you might get some empty, empty apology just to, to placate to, oh, you know, the young snowflakes of this generation. They, you know, they want they want a participation trophy. They don't want to be told that they're wrong or they're shit or whatever. When realistically, you just have to look at the comments from from a player like Johan Franzen about the long lasting effect that the the verbal abuse and torment that Mike Babcock. Uh, unleashed upon him for an, for a, a significant period of time to, to yeah. see to see the effect that, that has and and it's not even like not to give credit to the idea that this is like it's only an issue now because everyone's soft in the year t- 2021 and these kids don't know how good they have it but Johan Frazen is what I'm sure plenty of people would consider a more old school player than you know, your, your Nathan McKinnon and Nikita Kudrovs of the world sort of thing and to have a player of that stature and with that kind of reputation as as a battler say, no, what Babcock did was unacceptable, I was a victim of it, and it fucked me up. Yeah, shows just how wrong Babcock was. Multiple people just said he's one of the worst human beings I've ever met. Mm-hmm. A great coach, a guy who will push you. Some guys love his methods, but one of the worst human beings I've ever met. I mean, that's just fucking damning, a damning indictment. And, yeah, and absolutely. I'm sure, to, I'm sure he's... Go on, mate, go on. I was just going to say, not to, not to make any, any broad comparisons between between his methods and stuff like that, but like there have been plenty of people throughout history who have been very effective leaders and very effective at the jobs that they do, but it does not mean that they are not yeah, evil people, terrible people at the at the heart. Like you can be good at something and still be a piece of shit. That's the two are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, and yeah, and Franson said, didn't he? It's not just players; it was anybody. It was kit men, bloody um, locker room staff, yeah. cleaners, bloody the people who work in the kitchen or bloody at concessions. Or and like, if you were just in his way, you just got his wrath, and that was it. And I'm sure, I am sure. He's doing this, he's just getting himself back out there and he's just going to wait another year or so and then before you know it, he'll be back behind a bench somewhere. I'm just convinced of it. I'm just convinced. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the Seattle job next year. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, but then... Do you think, oh, because Seattle already seems to be... they're doing, Christ, it's not PR what they're doing, but they do seem to be very sort of positive PR. We're making like these hires because they're the right... Yeah, like, you know, they're hiring good people, the right people for the jobs. They're not just looking at, here's what he did before. And, you know, they're also looking at the type of people they're hiring, like all the stuff they do with analytics and backrooms and all this kind of thing. Like, they're not just 
going around picking up, like we said before, you know, the old 200 hockey men. They're not just plucking from those 200 hockey men. They're looking for people who are good for the job and who are good people, not just, well, yeah, we've heard of Mike Babcock, so I guess he'll have the job. I'd be really surprised if he went there just because of that. I'm really they, surprised. They, but then, they got that, because I'm surprised. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Not, not to say that Francis is on the same level as, as Babcock or, or even the closely intertwined Bill Bill Peters, but like there is still an element of like blindness to to the reputation that some of these people have in, in, in the community kind of thing. And I think Yeah, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, not not to tar on Francis with that that level of of wrongdoing, but crikey, if you're willing to hire Ron Francis when I'm sure there are plenty of other similarly qualified and capable people to hire as your GM what's going to stop you from hiring hiring Mike Babcock when to, again to his credit he has shown that he is able to to achieve success with uh with less talented teams you look at that um that uh, that Maple Leafs team uh before they got Matthews whatever it was like he was doing pretty well with while they were on the on the downward slope of their rebuild when you had like fucking um P.A. Parento on their top line and people like that, like fucking hell. Yeah, you're right. And do you know what? It'd just be it'd just be he's in, he's sat there in his welcome interview into Seattle or something, and the question's going to be about his his old training methods, and he'll just give some fluff answer. And again, no one's going to care because it's hockey, and no one cares about hockey aside from hockey fans. Nope. And then two to two or three days after, it'll just be the next thing, and we'll just have forgotten about it because that's just you know. <laughs> You're right. I'd be very surprised if Seattle hired him, and then by the same token, I'd be totally, completely not surprised at all. Yep. Yeah, I think I think he'll I think he'll be back in the NHL next year. I think. I think you're right. I hope I hope it's not in Seattle though. I'd like them to just go completely off the wall and hire. I don't fucking know. Hire someone else. Hire someone like we've never heard of before, and just try it. You're an expansion team. What have you got to lose? Yeah. G- give us a reason to to want to actually like you. Because yeah, if they, if they hire Mike Babcock as their first head coach that's just starting on such a bad foot of like all right yeah fuck your organization you're clearly a bunch of wankers not not fucking interested gerard Gallant hasn't got a job yet has he oh mate he's not gonna i mean maybe (laughs) like back-to-back expansion teams like i mean what why not not? if if i'm gerard Gallant, i'm not gonna be interested in that shit no you know you know what hockey people like hockey people love nicknames gerard Gallant becomes mr expansion Expansion. (laughs) captain expansion yeah He could be, and and I think especially for for Gallant, like uh, he, there's got to be some understanding that, yeah, I don't want to make any predictions because everyone was so wrong about Vegas. But surely you're looking at the Seattle situation versus the Vegas situation and think, right, I'm not catching lightning in a bottle twice, so it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign up for that. Yeah, but it depends because I know I know I know the NHL keeps saying, "Oh well, obviously Vegas got loads of benefits last time." Fuck off! No, they didn't. Fans, who, I've mentioned this before. Fans who say that drive me up the fucking wall. But Nobody the, thought Vegas was getting any deals. Nobody. And the, and the only benefits and they got weren't from the expansion draft. It was from the fucking pretzels the that other GMs they turned themselves yes, into just exactly. to, to try and protect shit players. And you can't tell me that GMs are not going to do that again this time. You can only protect so fresh. many players. That's a fair shout. Do you know what I, I mean? I still reckon there's got to be an element of once bitten twice shot, surely. Well, that's fine then. That's fine then. But you're going to lose, like, you're going to lose player A or player B or play, you know, like, sorry, then then tough. You're going to have to just live with that. 
And maybe this time they will. But that will then make Seattle immediately better out of the gate because they will then have access to those better players. I don't know, though. Like, I don't know necessarily. I, I can just see GMs doing it again. Like, yeah, please don't take this player. Okay, then well, I won't. But give me a second in this player. Oh, fucking hell. All right, then fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, tra- I'll trade you... Uh, I'll t- <laughs> I'll trade you Anthony Bruvelier because I don't need to take Casey Sazigas. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. All right, that'll do. I'll do, pig. There we go. That's enough. That'll do, pig. Thank you for listening, everybody. Will any last words? Um, yeah, standard stuff. Wear a mask. Two meters. Uh, don't leave your house. Scary out there. Um, and yeah, have a look for some nine eleven documentaries on YouTube. I reckon educate yourself. <laughs> Yeah, don't fraternise with the other members of your team in your hotel room, especially if they're not carrying around big bags of white powder. I, th- I think allegedly. the problem was really they were sharing a note. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that they were. In ah, good together, point. They were good point. Yeah, that was a real issue. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, there we go. Take care, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.